Welcome to Odd Bits and End Pieces, a podcast about nothing in particular, but focused on fun, music, and current events. And by current events, we mean anything that has ever happened anywhere at any time. Let's meet the Odd Bits and End Pieces players. Riley McNutt, John Paul Gamoki, Lee Johnson, Anita Ruth, Joan Griffith, Sound Engineer Jose Rodriguez, Ryan London-Levin, Becca Hart, and Sasha Andreev. Odd Bits and End Pieces would like to thank the City of Bloomington and Leah Hughes for allowing us the use of their facilities. Two Bits. This is triage. What's your emergency? I was dining outside with my wife, and something terrible happened. What's that? Well, you see, my neighbors have this great big dog. Go on. And, well, it jumped the fence. And when she came out carrying the dessert tray, it lunged at her. And, well, it got her. What happened, sir? She barely had time to put the tray down, and it jumped on her. Sir, please, go on. Yes, well, the mess was... I don't know how to describe it. Please try. We have emergency vehicles on their way now. Of course. Thank you. Yes, the slobber was everywhere. I see. Yes, the shirt she had on was a gift, and I have to run it in an extremely soiled setting in the wash. The dog just wouldn't stop licking. So you know this is an emergency line. It is a felony to call in with something that is not an emergency. No, that was just the cause of the calamity. Well, what happened then? I spilled my tea. I'm sorry? My tea. I was holding it when my wife set the cakes down and the dog jumped on her and his tail whipped the cup right out of my hands. What kind of tea? Bergamot. Oh. Oh. God. And the desserts? Lemon bars and poppy seed muffins. Well, they were. Were? Well, you see, she hardly had time to set them down, and the tray wasn't entirely on the patio table. When my teacup fell, it nudged them off. And the dog? Were you able to get the dog away before? No, I wasn't. I couldn't stop him. He ate all the desserts. No! Yes! Then my four-year-old son ran to greet the dog. Please, no. Don't say it. I must. He had an ice cream cone. As he ran to embrace the beast, the scoop of ice cream dropped out of the cone and splattered all over the new shoes. What kind of ice cream? Peppermint bonbon. No! Yes! And that's not all! That can't be more! I tried to catch the desserts as they fell, and when I'd reached for them, I knocked over the milk! You spilled the milk? I spilled the milk. You poor man! Why? How? How could I have let this happen? It's not your fault. <laughs> Whose is it then? There was nothing you could do. Placing blame doesn't help. We have our emergency milk, tea, and pastry chucks on their way. <laughs> Thank you. Is there anything else I can help with? No. My wife broke her leg in the fall, but she'll be fine. Oh, well, that's a relief. A family can only withstand so much tragedy. Remember to allow yourself time to feel and process what happened. Recovery from a spoiled tea takes time. Goodbye. <laughs> this job never gets any easier. Four bits. Welcome, everyone. This is Joan Griffith, your Odd Bits and End Pieces interviewer. The musical selection for this episode is Oblivion, a very famous tango written by the Argentinian composer Astor Piazzolla. 
The musicians on the recording are Terry Elliott on violin, Anita Ruth on piano, and Joan Griffith on guitar. Six bits. Game show. Welcome. 
Welcome to the Odd Bits and End Pieces quiz game. There are three topics in each game and three questions with each topic. Each player will get their own topic and questions. If they cannot answer a question correctly, the other players can steal a point with a correct answer. Each question is worth one point. The player with the most points at the end of the game is the winner, and as host, I can change the point total whenever I want. <laughs> Our players today are Becca Hart, Anita Ruth, and Clea Galliano. Okay, kids, this is going to be a fun little quiz game. We have three categories. We're going to have Anita go first. So, Anita, which category would you like of these three? Geography, theater, or St. Paul? Theater. Theater. Okay. The first question is in theater is, where was the play Our Town located? Illinois. Illinois is not correct. Becca. Grover's Corners. And where, what state was Grover's Corners? What a good question. Ohio. Ohio is not correct. With Indiana's Vermont. Not correct. No, it's New Hampshire. Oh, but there's you get the point because you came in with half a point. Answer. She only no, gets half a point. Her. I'm the host, Anita. I'm up here standing. <laughs> he so said he can't do anything Becca with gets a whole point. Thank you, Clea, for your support. Your second question, Anita. Who has won the most Tony Awards? Who has won the most Tony Awards? Hal Prince. Hal Prince is correct. Do you know how many? I do not. It, uh, no, I'd love to know. Uh, Clea, do you know how many Tony nope. Awards Hal Prince has won? Nope. 21. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot. So we have a point for Anita, a point for Becca. Your third question, Anita. Name one of the two women who won the first ever Tony Award for Best Leading Actress in a Play. And I'll give you a hint. It was 1947. Mm. <laughs> Thank you. So um, you just have to name one of the two actresses. Uh-huh. What was the play? Uh, I'm not saying. Mm -hmm. 47. 1947. Perry. Antoinette Perry. Antoinette Perry is not correct. Becca or Clea? Meryl Streep, no. Meryl Streep might not be quite that old, but that's a hell of a guess. Uh, Back in 1947. Angela Lansbury. That is not, no one gets a point. <laughs> it was cheesy. either Ingrid Bergman <gasps> or Helen Hayes. Oh, shoot. Ooh, Helen of Hayes. course. Okay, so after round one, Anita. Wait, what? One, what play was it for? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I we was have trying to ask you now. Yeah, I know. I was hoping no one. So, was sorry. Ingrid, Ingrid Bergman and Helen Hayes were in the same play? No, they no. were in different no, no, plays, no, okay. and they actually gave out two Best Actress awards that year. But Ingrid Bergman, was she here in the United States? Yes, yes. Wow. Um, so anyway, we have one point for Anita, one point for Becca. Okay, Clea, mm -hmm. you, you can choose from Geography. Or St. Paul? Geography. Geography. What is the longest river in the United States? What is the longest river? Mississippi in... River. That is incorrect. Anita. Colorado. The Colorado River is incorrect. Becca. Arkansas? No, the Arkansas is incorrect. It's the Missouri River. Really? Which is 2,341 miles long. Longer than Mississippi. And the Mississippi it starts with an M. 2,318 wow. miles long. All right, Clea. In the continental 48 states, which is the northernmost state? Alaska, oh, continent. Continental, yes. Uh, Minnesota? Minnesota is Vermont? not correct. You only get Maine. one guess. Maine is incorrect. Alaska. Anita. 
I did say Alaska. It's a continent. So oh. continental 48 states. It can't be Washington. It is not Washington. North Dakota. Really? What? North Dakota. Really? Isn't that interesting? At least they have something. So we're over for 2. Okay. Our last question, Clea. What state is the Grand Teton National Park in? Montana. Montana is not correct. Anita. Wyoming. Wyoming is correct. Nice, Very nice, good. nice. So after it's the two neighbor round- state. <laughs> That's right. Well, what's in that national park? Oh, lots oh, of beautiful, and beautiful trees. lake. Jackson. Wyoming. Lake Jackson. Yeah, lots of really pretty stuff. So after two rounds, Anita has two points, Becca one point, and Clay zip. All right, Becca, that means you get St. Paul. I'm ready. Minneapolis, St. Paul. But we're actually going for the Saint, St. Paul. Oh. Where did St. Paul die? Where? Where did St. Paul die? Somewhere in Italy. Somewhere in Italy? Somewhere in Italy is pretty dang uh, close, yes. Yes, but the Oh, more specific? Uh, Let's go with Rome. Rome is correct. Very good. Way to go. His death was ordered by Nero. Oh, that's a bummer. A little, yep. So now you have two points. Yes. What occupation did St. Paul have? He had four. We're only looking for you to name two. Name two of the occupations that St. Paul had. A couple are pretty obvious. St. Paul. I'm guessing that saint doesn't count as an occupation. No, but it should be a hint for a couple. Uh, You would would think. Not yet. Was he a, he was a priest. Uh, He was not a priest. So you get one more. Mm, yes. He was a pallbearer. No, no pallbearer. Anita or Clay, Clay, you said you had a guess. Uh, I thought I was going to say a priest, but I'm going to change now. Okay. So um, he, he was an educator. Uh, he was not an educator. Mm. He was a letter writer. He was, he was a writer. That's one. Very good, Anita. We're, uh, we have three more. Writer. Fisherman? He was not a fisherman. That's a good guess. You kept okay. saying St. Paul. Like, <laughs> please, please, what <laughs> are the answers? Does disciple count? Uh, he was a prophet. A prophet. A missionary. <sighs> a preacher, which was really close to priest, but I'm not giving Educators it. Educators So preacher. Anita got a half a point with that. And our last question, Becca. Yes, sir. Who died first, St. Peter or St. Paul? Peter. Peter did die first. He was crucified, and St. Paul died second and was killed by the sword because he was a Roman. That's a bummer, but good for me. In yeah, this case. good for you because you're our new winner. You have Wait, three, 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 two and a half. Two I had two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah? Yeah. She and, has uh, three. Clea, yeah. I'm going to give you oh, two. Zero. My gosh. Fun. No, you, you had two. So we have a new winner. I'm sorry, Anita. Wow. Hey, Becca, Becca Con- Hart. Congratulations, Becca. Thank Becca you. Thank you, crowned, crowned queen. Thank you for playing the Bits and Pieces uh, quiz game. <laughs> Eight bits. Okay, I have an idea for a great game. Yeah, something really original. Like, okay, what if we have a princess, right? Okay. And she gets kidnapped. No, no one's done that before. No, but she gets taken by a dinosaur turtle monster. 
Huh. And then a jumpy guy has to get her back from the turtle thing. Jumpy guy. Okay, cool. Big monster kidnaps damsel in distress. It's a bit tired, but we could try taking it down a different path. <gasps> pipes. What? We have lots of pipes. The jumpy guy is a plumber, and he has to use them to travel through fighting dinosaurs and carnivorous plants. This plumber fights dinosaurs. Yes. And you have this, again, plumber going to the rescue of a princess. Precisely. And who are the other people in the world? The... Mm. There aren't any other humans. So we have two humans, and they are respectively a plumber and a princess. Yes! If there are only two people in existence, then I doubt plumber would be a vocation. Okay, well, we could introduce his brother. What does he do? He is also a plumber. So we have one princess and two plumbers. What, no electricians? Well, since there's so many pipes, two plumbers makes sense. Did they build this elaborate pipe system? That will remain unclear. So they are plumbers, but they don't seem to do much in the way of plumbing. I mean, this is a rescue operation. It's not a daily occurrence. Okay, yeah, that makes sense in a one-off kind of game. No, I, I mean, we will have, like, at least 20 games specifically about this character, and then he'll appear in, like, 250 more fighting games, RPGs, racing games, puzzle games, sports games, even a game where he's a doctor. There will be so many. Plumbing games? Not as such. Mini games involving plungers? Not quite. So, does he ever actually, at any point in time, actually do some actual plumbing work? Mm, no. Fine. So, these not-really-plumbers of dubious origin go to the rescue of the only other human in the world who is a princess. She rules over a kingdom of three? No, she rules over the dinosaurs and stuff, too. The ones that kidnap her. No, no, no. These are good dinosaurs that she rules. And a big group of mushroom people. Okay. So, this Italian plumber goes to rescue the princess. Wait, why is he Italian? Because of his, his mustache. Does he speak Italian? No, he speaks English. Or, I suppose, Japanese and then English. So, why not make him Japanese or American or English? Italian just makes more sense. Okay, so he has to save the princess from an evil tortoise dinosaur. Oh, then he eats a spotter mushroom and grows. Wait. The good guy eats the mushroom people? I thought they were good, too. No, no, this mushroom isn't a person. It's just a mushroom. Any relation? Well, uh, well, they look, they look similar, but hopefully not. What I mean when I say similar, they will basically look like the head of a mushroom person, so maybe? So he eats the heads of the beloved princess's subjects to grow big and strong. Possibly. The hero. I mean... Is there any chance the princess wasn't kidnapped and maybe went to the Turtlesaurus to stop the monstrous appetites of the crazy Italian plumber? No, I mean, they have, like, a weird, not-quite-romantic thing going on, but she really likes him. And if this plumber character dies, that's the end? That depends. Uh, if he picks up enough coins, he gains more reincarnations, or maybe their resurrections. So he uses indulgences. Basically. Cool. Right? So then, to sum up... A plumber, or two plumbers, who are brothers, chase after a prehistoric turtle monster who abducts the only other human in the world who happens to be a princess. They attempt to rescue her by traveling through drain pipes, jumping on the heads of dinosaurs and other monsters, stealing money to buy return trips from the afterlife, and devouring the population of the kingdom to get strong enough to do so. Sound about right? Yeah, that's it. Sounds like a game. 
Well, welcome everyone. This is Joan Griffith. I'm your Odd Bits and End Pieces interviewer. And my guest today is the fabulous actor and soprano, Becca Hart. Hi. Hi, Hi. everyone. Hi, Becca. So um, before we get to chatting, um, you're going to sing a song. I and, am. Uh, would you tell us what you're going to do? I'm going to sing the title song from Sound of Music. I love that song. My day in the hills has come to an end. I know a star has come out to tell me it's time to go. But deep in the dark green shadows Voices that urge me to stay. So I pause and I wait and I listen for one more sound, for one more lovely thing that the hills might say. The hills are alive with the sound of music. They have sung for a thousand years. The hills fill my heart with the sound of music. My heart wants to sing every song it hears. My heart wants to beat like the wings of a bird that rise from the lake to the trees. My heart wants to sigh like a chime that flies from a church on a breeze. To laugh like a brook when it trips and falls over stones on its way. To sing through the night like a lark who Becca, that was beautiful. Thank you. I love that song. As do I. And of course, I'm sure there's other people who have played it, but Julie Andrews is very much in the heart and soul of my mind when I sing something like that. <laughs> yeah, well, I know the the movie more than you know than the musical, and she's she's Maria for me. So she's there it. we go. She's I know. it. It's fantastic. And have you gotten a chance to play that? I that haven't. Oh, I would love to. I would love to someday. Uh, I've only seen one professional production. It was at the Ordway here in town, actually. Um, but it's one of those shows that 
as you like, you know, as you age with it, you can find so many different parts of the show to enjoy. Like as a kid, I was like, I want to be Liesl. <laughs> and then as a, now as like a young woman, I'm like, oh, I want to be Maria or one of the sisters. But also I can't wait to be Mother Superior and just sing one big number and then sit down for the rest of the act. Like all of that sounds great. <laughs> well, those are all great songs to sing. That's for sure. Um, so... Uh, I happen to know that that you're from Oklahoma. Oh yes. And sometimes people don't think. Uh, actually, I lived in Arkansas for a long time and oh, toured yeah. in Oklahoma. And I, I don't actually ever think of Oklahoma as a hotbed of the arts, but it must have been. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, there was a when I was there. No, still there now. There's the PAC, and that's about it. So. Like the Lion King would come through and the Phantom of the Opera came through and Mamma Mia came through and was the first Broadway show I ever saw. And even as a child, I was like, does this story have a plot? What's happening? <laughs> um, but my, but I was really, I spent a lot of time at the PAC, not performing, but because my mother was a member of the opera company there. And so I would, you know, get picked up from school in second grade and then go to mom's dress rehearsal. Um, and so I was always attending the theater and it wasn't until later that I realized that that was not what all my other friends were doing after school. Ah. And did your mom play or sing or what, why was she, she sang? She was, uh, she was a soprano in the chorus and she probably could have auditioned for the principal roles if she wanted to, but she had three children under six. So oh. she was like, I want to sing, but then I got to go. And so um, <laughs> that was really fun. So she would come home and practice, and uh, that was always really delightful. Oh, that's really great. And what what town are we talking about here? We're talking Tulsa. We're talking uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah. yeah. So um, people are always like singing the song at me. I'm like, I love the song. I love the musical. Um, it's a good one. My when I was in ninth grade, it was the centennial of Oklahoma. It had been a state for a hundred years, and so every every high school, every middle school in the state was doing Oklahoma as a as the school play, um, and our middle school was doing it. And I was like, oh, because I was in ninth grade, and my brother Tommy was in eighth grade, and Tommy was into school and he was into soccer, and my mom was like, Tommy, you should audition for Oklahoma. You know all the songs, and Tommy, who is more of a soprano now then than I am now was like, no, I don't want to. And my mom was like, one day she was like, you're going to audition for that show or I'm not driving you to soccer practice. And Tommy was like, fine. And he went and he auditioned and he got curly. (laughs) And I'll never forget him walking down the stage and going, how does that show start? There's a bright golden haze on the metal. So cute. Well, I think any eighth grade production of Oklahoma is is worthy of a, of a redo. For uh, sure. Absolutely. <laughs> and did you get cast too? No, oh, but no. I got to attend. It was pretty fun. And have you gotten to be in Oklahoma yet? No, but it'll happen someday. Maybe I don't know. It was exciting to see the uh, the remount and the new production on Broadway. Yeah, that was really that was cool. very interesting to look at. Mm-hmm. Now I know a minute ago you were talking about. You know, and and now I understand why mm-hmm. uh, that you might be wanting to do some opera mm-hmm. in addition to the musical theater that I know you've done so well around yeah. here. And because your mom, huh? Mm-hmm. I really. It was funny because we there was like opera in the house, but then there was also just a ton of like light opera. Like my mom was really into like the classics, and my dad was really into like 
he had his musical theater favorites. Like he loved Music Man, um, but he was really into Gilbert and Sullivan. So we were either playing opera in the house or Pirates of Penzance in the house. And so I was just growing up singing those songs. And so um, it'd be really fun just to kind of dip a toe back into that opera or light opera world. Oh, fantastic. Mm -hmm. Well, Becca, it's been awesome to talk to you. And um, I hope to hear you sing a whole lot more in the future. Thank you for having me. My day job's not the sort you find on LinkedIn or searched online. My office is a step apart from cubicle pinned with children's art. My working space is dark and dank, with flickering lights and bubbling tank. Sparks erupt from circuit boards kept alive with bare copper cords. I set my briefcase down beside a big glass jar, floating brain inside. Today the task for me includes the capture of lightning, sky-infused. I bet by now you might have seen my boss's name's not Frankenstein. He tends to laugh maniacally when raising folks from inanimacy. Today the atmosphere is tense. Victor Sanity's on the fence. I do not know which way he'll fall, but one move wrong could end us all. His agitation sets him pacing, away from me then turns to facing. His creation, born anew, stares right back, a soulless view. The villagers had come to call, said his creation did appall. It hurt the blind as guest in home, and a child's fate is yet unknown. We heard them yell outside the wall, but Stoneblock Castle withheld them all. Until they breached the west side door and stormed up the castle corridor. Around that time my mind was made, the situation would just degrade. I wrote the letter to be precise, and gave my two weeks all neat and nice. As I headed for the hill, a thought stopped me, stood me still. I heard his scream as castle burned. There goes that reference that I earned. As an added bonus, we have a question today for our listeners. When did everything change? Please send your answers to our website, oddbitsandendpieces.com. We will read the best answer and the winner's name on the following podcast. Thank you for listening to the podcast, Odd Bits and End Pieces. We would like to thank our sponsor, York Dental, at the corner of York and 76th Street in Edina, Minnesota. Dr. Silva, Inez, and Jelinek's award-winning practice will gently take care of all your dental needs. Bye.